0: You're listening to Upstate HR, the HR podcast for non-HR businesses in Upstate New York. Today we share HR tips for small businesses looking to stay on top of state and federal requirements. It's hard to keep up with changes to labor laws, especially as a small business. So today we're going to focus on common issues like labor law posters and tax forms, what should be on your HR checklist, and why you shouldn't wait to bring in an HR consultant for your office updates. Stay tuned. Upstate HR is brought to you by Labor Love. For only $8 a month, you'll receive a new Labor Law poster automatically every time there's an update. With Labor Love, you'll never have to worry about poster compliance again. Visit laborlove.co for details. Labor Love, love what you do, leave the labor to us. And by Burr Consulting, LLC. In today's world of ever-changing and evolving labor and employment law, payroll processes, employee relation issues, and the complexity of a work-life balance we all face, understanding and addressing these issues can create multiple challenges in legal liability. Burr Consulting offers you affordable human resources consulting for both profit and not-for-profit organizations. Visit burrconsultingllc.com today strategically aligning HR as a partner for the success of your business. Now let's get started. So today we're going to talk about uh, HR tips for small business and really I mean the goal of this podcast is try, is to try and address topics that are really aimed at small and mid-sized businesses, um, people who aren't really HR people in general but uh, Obviously, have to pay attention to this stuff because the law requires right. it. Um, what are some of the things as you're going around that that you see small businesses doing that um, is sort of a, a repeat offense? You know, the things that they um, you're always looking for. Yeah. So, I, so I mean, I think that uh, just to kind of start
1: the conversation. Laws around labor and employment laws that affect small, medium-sized, large businesses continue to change and they continue to grow in complexity. And it's hard for small businesses to keep up with these changes and understand down to the finite detail what they need to follow, what they don't. So again, if you have any questions, you know, specific to your organization or organizations you know of, always ask for help. Don't ever assume you have the answer. Don't ever assume... Uh, the first thing you see in Google is the right answer because it might not be, it might not it might be outdated by four or five years, and that's where you could get in trouble. You know recently, I've been doing audits for small and medium-sized organizations, more small businesses. And uh, I'll tell you right now, the big hitter for me, every time I walk into a company has been their labor and employment law posters. Every one of them so far has been out of date. And that includes the time when I was doing an interim assignment, walked into the break room, same thing, out of date labor poster. Yeah. Very easy to fix something like that. Um, 30, 20, 30, Sean can speak more to that, how much something like that costs. I don't have the 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 price right off the top of my head. But it can lead to a seventy-five hundred dollar fine. And and that's where companies have got to realize: look, is the thirty dollar investment worth it versus a $7,500 fine, potentially. So that's a big one I see, I-9s, your, your immigration forms that you're supposed to fill out, a new form just came out in, in late 2016, implemented in 2017, January, you're supposed to start using it, fill it out correctly, same thing, the first couple that I've done with companies audits, I-9 forms are all screwed up. Those are big, right? Those are big things where they can get you into trouble if they're not done correctly. Uh, tax forms. Make sure if, if you're doing a federal and state tax form you can't do one versus the other. If, if the state requires you to do a tax form you need to do both. You can't just do federal, you can't just do state. So those those are three things that stick out to me. Labor posters definitely I call that low hanging fruit for small business and uh, you know again we need to address these these things proactively and in New York State specifically as we see minimum wage change through twenty 2020, twenty twenty one in certain areas, and now we're going to see paid family leave, those posters are going to have to be updated again this year, if not yeah. sooner with federal changes.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, with labor love, we sell the posters two ways. We sell them either, um, just one time purchase for $30 or a monthly subscription. So for $8 a month, um, anytime there's an update to your state or to any of the federal documents you just a new poster just shows up in the mail um because you know for a long time uh we just sold the one-time posters but same thing it's like you show up or you you talk to a business owner and you ask if they need them most of the times they don't know or they'll say no i don't i already have one right and you say well when did you buy it oh You know, eight years ago, the the minimum wage is still $1.50 or something.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and I've recommended that solution to companies where it's like, look, if you don't have time to go research and see what needs to be changed, your best bet is to spend the $8 a month and have that security that there's going to be an updated poster when you need it because things change in July. Last year, we saw some changes in August where people weren't updating. Minimum wage changes in New York State now again at the end of the year. It's gonna to have to be updated again. And like you said, I mean some of the posters were four or five years old four four or five years old, where it's like, look, this is great that you've got one up, yeah. but it makes no difference to a department of labor person that
0: sees that you're you don't have the right poster up. Right. So And you know, make no mistake, I mean you can get these documents for free. Um, and and we tell that to people all right. the time. You can go to your Department of Labor website, um, or you can go to the is it the county clerk's office? Technically, that, that I think you so, can get yeah, them from, yeah. And, um, and and get them for yourself. So you know all the individual documents. But again, it's just a pain, and right. it's something that, you know, for a small business owner, it's tough to keep track of all the yeah. of all the updates.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other thing, it's not just a labor and employment poster. There's workers' comp stuff that needs to be yeah. posted near that. There's potentially short-term disability, state-specific uh, requirements as well. You know, EAP might be one that you, you post out there as well if you have an employee assistance program. So it's not, again, labor and employment law posters... With state and federal guidelines are one one portion of that, but there's other things that are supposed to be posted along with that that companies either don't know they're supposed to post or they put it in a file and just forgot about it, and yeah. it's not been updated in two or three years. So those things are areas that you've got to kind of worry about when you're when you're looking at things, making sure that uh, all this stuff is is uh, legally uh, defensible. So
0: yeah, it's documentation in general, right? That's right. where you see like. It's tough to keep track of, um, and uh, so you're a consultant. You go in with meet with small and medium sized businesses, um, and you were saying before we started recording here, you you kind of have a checklist that you right. work from, and might suggest that um, small businesses ha- have their own or work with a consultant like yourself. Right. Um, yeah. what, what's on that checklist typically?
1: Yeah, so I mean, so I look at it, the checklist I have now would be like an HR audit checklist, which I go in and audit and tell you, you know, maybe areas you need to look at and, and, and change. But I would recommend to companies, which it kind of can be tweaked to this, it's almost like a pre, pre-hire orientation checklist for a small or medium-sized business. What, what legal forms do you need, right, if you're starting a business? What, what labor posters do you need? Do you need a workers' comp poster up? I-9 form. Do you have the right I-9 form for people you're going to hire to make sure they're legal, um, you know, legally able to work in the, this, uh, this state or in the country? Uh, federal and state uh, income tax forms, direct deposit forms. Uh, in New York State specifically, you have to hand out a wage and hour form to someone and have them sign off if this is their hourly rate when they start or if their rate get, gets changed or bumped or decreased, whatever it might be. Offer letter. Do you have a canned offer letter template? Things like that you need to have on file as well. So so those are just a few uh, high-level things I would recommend. You know, if you've got a handbook, do you have people sign off on that? You know, how are you doing training? Are you signing off on harassment training, OSHA training? Things that affect your business that if if something happens, you need to have documentation
0: showing that you've done this stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not always a, a, a simple transition when you're when you're deciding to hire employees, but um, I hear it all the time from people who own their own business and they they start to grow a little bit and they get to the point where they they think you know maybe maybe it's time to hire somebody. Um, that's the good, that's a really good time to to get in touch with somebody like yourself or a company. Um, so that you get everything in place, right? right? It's, that's the transitional phase right there. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I've worked with a small business where she was a single employee that is growing, um, in, you know, in the Ithaca, New York area. And she, she looked for this, this option right here is what do I need to do to bring on my first employee, which is great. I want to see businesses grow. I want to see them do it legally. Right. And, uh, I put together this information for her to make sure she was doing it. Basically, a checklist like this: here's what you need, here's the forms you need. Can you find all this stuff on the internet? Absolutely, if you know where to look. Right. I mean, all this stuff's free, right? You don't need me to do it or, or anyone else. But you want someone that knows what forms are up to date, what you should be doing. That's when you bring in someone like me, or or you maybe a you know an HR person that can help you out to make sure you are using the correct information and not a form from. 1996 that's outdated and isn't accurate
0: so now so that first step is when you're when you're hiring somebody new um and it might be different state by state but uh what's the next step is it is it is there more documentation or more legal requirements if you have say 10 employees or is it really up to 50 or so where you start to get into like um you know other healthcare requirements and things like that. Um, each law varies
1: by how many employees is covered. You know, like the age discrimination, uh, FLSA is fifteen or twenty employees. So it just depends on on the federal and state guidelines. So that's where it gets into a little bit of a cloudy area. I can't give you a, a yes or no on fifty because literally every every law varies. Totally, so yeah. yeah, okay, it gets a little complex at times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You ever, have you ever met with a small business that's been around for years and, and then uh, they've, they finally decide to bring in a consultant? I mean, what, what does that look like when you've got to like, really clean up uh, a mess?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I've, I've met with businesses that have been around since the, the 60s, 70s. I've met with businesses that have been around that long where I, th- I thought there were some, some potential legal issues and they said, we're not going to pay you to do it. Okay, that's, that's your choice, but... I'm telling you right now, there's some some issues that I would recommend that you update. And if it's not me, somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it depends on the organization. A lot of times, it seems like it falls back on the office manager or like finance person, payroll person to deal with some of these HR issues. And if you got a strong person that's that's proactive in addressing some of this stuff, I think the issues are a little bit you know minimized a little bit. But I think most companies have gone on the assumption that. They're doing it right and they don't always understand the um, the higher level HR issues or I-9s and things like that that might not be legally done. And so that's when you bring in a, a person like me to, to start auditing files and looking at stuff and yeah, sometimes there's a mess. I, and yeah. uh, my job is to recommend you clean it up. I'll help you get there if you want. But here's some things that we, we definitely need you to change to make sure you're doing it legally, uh, to do it doing it legally. So... Um, I mean, even big corporations don't do it right all the time. And you've mm-hmm. got to go in and do some cleanup there as well. But I think the first step is to, to bring somebody in that's that knows what they're talking about and is willing to, to work with you and do it correctly. So
0: Yeah, I, you know, the it's scary when you're a small business. Right. It's the same thing as like some people don't want to see their doctor because you don't want to hear that something's right. wrong. Right. But, um, you know, it doesn't have to be scary. Right. You get right. somebody like yourself to come in and... Um, you clean up some things here and there right and 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 just make sure you're doing things the right way and maintain the health of your business right really
1: yeah i mean i would say what i call it you know around here specifically and some of the things we've done is just a lot of low-hanging fruit yeah clean up work it's nothing that's like huge violations it can turn into a huge violation if it's not addressed but i mean labor law posters yeah you know, I 9s and things like that, where it's just boom. Let's let's clean it up and get it uh, taken care of to make sure it's right. Yeah, those are no big deal. Those are no major issues. It's just it's it's more paperwork and things like that, An administrative side. Where let's just get it dealt. You know, deal with it and move right. on. So,
0: right. all right. Well, uh, anything uh, that is sort of a pressing tip for our uh, small businesses listening, listening in.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that one thing I see. And, you know, and specifically back to the, the client that, that didn't accept kind of, I guess my proposal to help clean up is, look, this isn't the 1960s. This isn't the 1970s anymore. Mm-hmm. The government's all over this stuff now. They know what's legal, what isn't. And, and to take that gamble, you know, in this in this new century now 2017 isn't always the best strategic move for you because... It just—it doesn't make sense to take the risk if someone's there to to help you out or if you need help, always go and and look for it make sure you get some of this stuff cleaned up. I think it's it's more of a value for you and then for your employee base as well if if there's an issue at the end of the day.
0: Well, that's all we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. We're brand new, so if you have ideas for podcast topics, email us at ideas at upstatehrpodcast.com. Next time, we'll be talking about HR tips for small businesses. So be sure to subscribe in the iTunes store. And thank you for listening to Upstate HR.